These thoughts have been my head. Things I never did. I took some L's, but I'm still here. Got these thoughts up in my head. I toss and turn about some things I never said. I got regrets about some things I never did. I took some risks and took some L's, but I'm still here. I'm still here. And I know. And I know. And I know. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. The Overthinking Thoughts Pod. I'm your host, Ed, and as always, journey with me as we pursue greatness in a world full of chaos. Here we are with another week, another day, another blessing. If you are alive to see it, thank God for it, because it is another opportunity for you to chase after what it is that you need to get for you to be a blessing toward others for you to lead others so yeah enjoy the days man um so let's see week's been pretty cool we learning we growing a lot of first for the fam my son had his first school dance that he kind of helped plan he loved it my youngest son um he had surgery to get tubes in his ear and so one of the coolest things that happened, I dropped my oldest son off and then we had to come back home. When we came home, we just stood in the parking lot for like five minutes and he was just listening to all the birds chirp and he could hear dogs barking from a distance away. And that was stuff he had never heard before. So it's a, like, it's cool to watch him explore it and, and feel fascinated by everything. So that's been dope. Like, it's been cool to see that. There's been a lot that's been happening, like just with family and the kids and all that and trying to get everything together and it's been more of let's just say we're tired um i think my wife and i could both agree on that we exhausted but at the same time just doing everything that we can to keep raising these babies try to do the best with each day that we get and um you know be grateful for that but outside of that things are cool just taking it one day at a time back again this week with a new episode episode 26 so they going uh speaking of which shout out to um everybody that's been streaming listening sharing the podcast um shout out to all 39 of the spotify followers you know who you are i don't know how to see who that is but i appreciate y'all um and shout out to everybody over on tiktok we're getting closer to 100 followers on tiktok so thank y'all for always supporting um as always, you can stream the podcast through Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. We also are on YouTube with the videos. So, you know, you can see stuff like the Urban Real t-shirt. Shout out to the good folks over there. Shout out to the brother Ivy the Great, who's always hooking hooking it up with the clothing as well as the logo for Overthinking Thoughts Pod. So, Ivy, appreciate you, big homie. Um, but, yeah, so we, we do it a big there. And then, of course... You want to hit us up on social media, we're over at Instagram at Overthinking Thoughts Pod. And then we're also on TikTok at Overthinking Thoughts Pod. So however you need to get in contact, we we like Dion. I ain't too hard to find. So we're here. Um, anyway, what I want to do is hit y'all with a new episode. And I entitled it one thing, but then as I started looking at everything that I was working on geared toward this 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 topic so episode 26 is called distractions um and we all know what our distractions are could be people could be things could be uh uh, just you know what it is right here's my thought when you let distractions deter you from your dream you become disconnected with the one who gave it to you god gives us a purpose god gives us a dream God gives us something that helps direct our path. 
And the devil, enemy, will do whatever it takes to take you away from that. We have to be smart enough to A, focus on the goal, but B, to be sure that when we see distractions that we find a way to deflect and then direct ourselves the right way. A distraction defined as a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. So my kids get mad when I get distracted. Like if my son's trying to tell me something, but then something else comes up and then it's like, we got to do this. We got to do that. And I'm trying to figure out one thing and he's trying to do another thing. And then he gets upset because he's, he's trying to get his word in or when my youngest is wanting to get food and then we're in the kitchen, but we got to take care of like three other things before we get to that. And they get upset. Like, yeah, they get distracted because they have a focus on what they want. We get distracted because we have a focus on what we want and we don't always do it the right way. Um, and so what ends up happening is, is that we find a way to, <clears throat> we find a way to keep ourselves away from it. And then sometimes what you have to be careful of is that the distractions become a habit and that's not what you want especially when we are meant to focus on the goal of which God has called us for. So when you look in Proverbs 4.25, it tells you to let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze straight before you. And I wanted to see a little deeper, like what that meant. So I went to BibleRef.com and there's something that I think will benefit us all. It says the wise person refuses to be distracted from his goal. This keeps him on task. It also avoids temptation from the example of evil people. So it utilizes Proverbs 4, 14 and 15, which says, do not set foot on the path of the wick or walk in the way of evildoers or the wicked. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go your own way. Right. So then for the Christian, the goal is to finish the race well by doing the will of God, which in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, there's a focus on self-discipline and training for a race. And in 2 Timothy 4, 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. The writer of Hebrews exhorts us to run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, which is Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, which is fixing our eyes on Jesus. So all of the things that we talk about here is basically like, as you can, I don't know if you can see what's going on, but my cat was jumping around. I got stuff going on outside. There's things that are trying to distract me from this podcast and I can't let it win because we got a message to get out. So it's staying focused on the goal, right? So there's so many things that can be distractions. Money is a big distraction. You know, everybody is trying to get money. Everybody's trying to figure out the best way to get rich. Everybody's trying to figure out, well, how do I go here? How do I go there? Who does this? Who does that? Like, there's just... There's so much stuff. Relationship statuses, man. Like if you single and you are so consumed with wanting a relationship, it can be a distraction from one, building yourself to figure out who you are and what you want, but two, settling and then thinking that it's more of a popularity and what it looks like to be in a relationship rather than having a genuine relationship. Could be fame. How many people do you see that try to be IG famous, TikTok famous, want to go viral. And then there's a lot of people that go viral for the wrong reasons. You got to be careful with what you're chasing after. Because if you chase after it and it catches you and you become a victim to it, it could take you places where you don't want to be. So you got to be careful with that. Popularity is another one. People will do whatever it takes to be popular. You know, I try to teach my son, like, you don't have to follow the crowd. You could be your own leader. That might mean that you got one person 
that you cool with. But I'd rather you be cool and loyal to one person that's going to tell you the truth than to be around a bunch of people that are just going to lie to you for their own consumption. Because then when you fall, like fans, when you fall, they're not going to pay attention to you. They only want you when you up. So you got to be very careful with what can distract you and who can distract you and avenues that lead you away from where you're supposed to be. So there's just a lot of things that can take us away from the ultimate goal that we're called for. I mean, I think the biggest example that you can look at right now is, is you look at John Morant and just everything that he's going through, like, and people will ask, well, how is it that a person can make millions of dollars? You got your own shoe, you got your Jersey sales, you're on a popular team. Everybody knows you. And yet you're trying to do all this other stuff. One, we don't really know what's going on in this personal life, but two, we don't know what could be interfering with what's going on. I'm sure that some of that will come out, maybe not everything, but it doesn't matter who you are, what status you're on, how popular you are, how famous you are, doesn't matter. If you let a distraction take you away from the ultimate goal, it can mess with you pretty bad. So you have to be careful of what the distractions are. And most of the distractions come from the world because it'll tell you, you know, this is what you need. This is what you're supposed to get. This is how you're supposed to live. This is this, that, and the third. Like, we all see it. Designer clothes, designer bags, the cars, the houses, all that. There's nothing wrong with, like, wanting it. But when you are willing to compromise who you are for something that is so temporary, you got to ask yourself, is it really worth it? The world's going to tell you what they think you should have, but God's going to give you everything that you need. There's a difference between what you think you should have and what you really need. And if God's providing you with what you need, you'll actually have more than what you want. Think about that. Anyway, when you think about just the world and, and how we live and, and um, just the way we navigate things, you got to be very careful with the company you keep, the places you go, the things you consume, the things you hear, the people around you, because people will doubt you. People will have expectations of what they want you to be. And then be mad when you don't fulfill the expectation that they had in mind. But you don't live for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't you don't live for those people. You you have a calling from God to do something spectacular. What they're talking about doesn't matter. Now, if they come into your life and try to help you, that's different. You utilize that to the best of your ability, but you don't let people who have no clue of what you're doing, like, take you away. That's a distraction. Or if you come up with an idea, right, and you got something that you really want to do, you got to be careful with what you share and what you don't share. Because some people will hear your great idea and then make it so minimal that then you will bury your dream. You can't let people distract you from what you're called to do. The world's got a very evil way of doing that through so many things that we consume and so many things that we see and so many places where we go. Like there's just, there's so many things that happen. However, we got to be careful to, well, not be careful, but we have to be diligent and we have to use our discernment to separate the distractions from what God's calling us to do. In Romans 12 too, it tells us to not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, 
what is good and acceptable and perfect. So it's telling you not to fall victim to what the world can offer you, but renew your mind through what God is giving you. And then you can test things and figure out, well, is this from God? Is this is what I need to pursue? Or is this just something worldly that's going to be temporary for a while and then it's going to fall? There's a difference between, you know, what's good and evil. We we know that on the surface level, but look at how many people get caught up in fame. Yeah. Look at how many people would tell you like they on top and then they go bankrupt or miserable or they feel depressed or they're lonely and people think that money and the big house and the cars and the fame and the popularity is what makes you overcome that man you can't outrun that you can't if you if you're a basketball person then we all know Kwame Brown who they consider to be the biggest bust in the NBA Kwame Brown said something that I thought was interesting He was talking about the difference between him and LeBron. Now, if you were to ask the majority of people what life they want, the majority of people want to be LeBron. I mean, he's in movies. He's got shoe deals, his own companies. Like, he's doing a lot of things, and he's making a lot of money, and he's doing just fine. So it's like, as far as that goes, he's got so much that he can do. But one thing that Kwame Brown said that I thought was really interesting was he says, I can go places where LeBron can't. He said, everywhere LeBron goes, he's got eyes on him. People are trying to figure out, well, what's he doing? Where's he going? Can we do this? Can we do that? Like, it doesn't matter what he does. Like, think about it. Every single day you get on Instagram or Sports Center or whatever, like, he's on there all the time. I Like, he's like the center of attention. But Kwame Brown talked about, like, how he – He's like, man, I could go regular places. He can't go regular places. He can't be a regular person. I mean, that's the popularity. It comes with the territory. And I would say that he handles it pretty well. But I do wonder if he's like, man, I just want to go chill at some place in my own business. It, it, it could. But you also have to be careful with how that works. But looking at Romans 12.2 again, um, looking back through BibleRef.com, Paul tells us to abandon the chase for pleasure, possessions, and status, to stop living like everyone else. Instead, he urges us to be transformed from the inside out. Specifically, he writes that we must be changed in how we think to have our minds renewed so that we can begin to understand God's will for our lives. God may continue to provide us with pleasure, possessions, and status in various forms, but he urges us to learn how to look at life with a new question. What does God want from me? What is truly a good, acceptable, and perfect use of my life for his purposes, and not just for my own. So not me, 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 but what can I do that allows God to use me to the best of my ability that will help others to then find what they're good at and what their talents are and what their gifts are so they can tap into it and then give that back so that way we grow in this world where it's not selfishness and it's not this foolish pride, but it's actual growth and community and building and people chasing after their dreams and having faith and forgiving themselves and forgiving others and realizing that they are a blessing to others, right? Like that, that is ultimately a goal. Um, but there's this one thing sometimes that becomes the biggest distraction. It's this one thing that can take us away from what we say we're going to do and what we actually do. If you haven't figured it out by now, that one thing is you. You can get in your own way and stunt your own growth 
by what you say to yourself, what you believe about yourself, how you feel about yourself, and how you carry yourself, right? We know this to be true, that God will provide for us, that God will give us what we need. Ask and you shall receive, right? You you have not because you ask not. So we have to pray for these things, right? But even then, sometimes with, and listen, once again, let me preface this. If I'm giving you a word, it's because I'm either going through it, been through it. I don't, whatever I say to you, I'm saying to me. So don't ever think that I'm above you or I got it all figured out because I don't. But here's the point I'm trying to make. So when you think about like what God gives you, or the image that God has built you in, like he's going to provide for you. But we still have this like doubt and fear of like, well, I don't know if I'm good enough, or I don't know if I'm if 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 I'm the person. And I have this idea, but I don't think it's great. Ah, no, I don't know. And people are gonna think this about me, or people are gonna think that about me, or people, whatever, like who cares, man? People gonna talk about you now until the day you die. And the crazy part is people still gonna talk about you after you die. Good or bad, words are words. God's action is real. God's proof is real. God's truth is real. And no matter how you feel, God is always true and is always blessing you and is always working with you as long as you are staying connected, trusting in him and giving to him. So are you your own distraction? Like, do you distract yourself from the things you know you need to do? What's holding you back from chasing after what it is? Doubt, fear, failure, past sins, feeling like you can't let go of something and that you're not good enough or you get on a platform and it's not it's not great or you feel like you've done something so wrong and you can never be changed. What's what what's stopping you from tapping into what God wants you to do? Do you cater to your procrastination or your progress? Do you give in to holding yourself back? Or are you trying to find a way to figure out what exactly is it that God wants me to do? That can be tough because I can tell you for the longest time, I catered to my procrastination. This podcast could have been out three years ago. Um, but I doubted myself. I didn't think that I would have a voice or be good enough. And and even now, there's times where I'm like, I don't know if I should do this. I could put this out, but whatever. I just keep going. I keep going because even if there's one person that hears something and, and it changes the way they think or how they feel of themselves, and that's enough. It takes one. But it also takes you to step into your God-given ability, your God-given gift your GPS, your God-powered soul, right? To move forward and just chase after what it is. And look, I've been in that position and sometimes I still have to fight it where, you know, and I was talking to my um, counselor about this and just like, there's these moments where things are great, right? Kids are doing well, wife's doing well, we're getting along, job's going well, things are good and I should enjoy that. And then my mind's like, hey man, we haven't overthought something in a long time. And it's like, yeah, this is great. And then that anxiety taps in and it's like, shouldn't we? And then I go back to, should I? Like, should I be? And I got to fight it off. Like, it's an everyday thing, you know? And then you look back on things because now you have a different mind than where you were before. 
and you want to change stuff and you can't always go back and change it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't. You can only learn to get better from what you have and where you are. So one of the things that I thought about and, and what I like really thought was really cool, like when I asked a question about, you know, what's holding you back, Philippians 3, 13 to 14 have a really great verse about moving forward, right? It says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Forgetting what's behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. So understanding that, yeah, my dad actually had a really good analogy about this. I remember him and my brother were talking and he said, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Like you look back in your past and there's all this stuff. There's good things. There's bad things. There's filth. There's there's disappointments. There's depression. There's our failures. There are exciting moments. There are sad moments. There are happy moments. There are trials and tribulation moments. There are testimony moments. There are hurtful moments, angry moments, frustration moments, excited moments. You put that all together, right? And you build off of it. So all those kind of create this foundation of like, I have all these things, but I'm not going to let it all define me. I'm going to build off of this and learn from the mistakes, learn from the successes, you know, celebrate the wins, learn from the losses. And then I'm just going to get better with every step that I take. Because if I keep dwelling at the bottom, I'm going to stay at the bottom. But if I want to rise to the top, then I got to focus on how do I get there? And yeah, the distraction is going to come in. Like I got this platform. Ah, nobody will listen to you. Now nah, I got to get over that. Okay, cool. I'm putting myself out there. People are going to think you're weird. I don't care. Cool. I've gotten past that. Well, what you're saying, not everybody's going to agree with. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I, that, that happens with everybody. I'm, I'm still moving forward. You're going to doubt yourself because you don't think you're good enough. <sighs> okay. How do I get over that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's all these different things that are going to try to stop you from what you're trying to do. And Denzel Washington said something that was really cool. It was like, you should be worried if the devil's not bothering you. Because that means you're not chasing after God. But if the devil's like bothering you or coming at you and trying to stop you, then you must be chasing after God and doing something good. So distractions, enemies, people, they all try to do that, right? To further elaborate on this verse, of course, BibleRef.com. I love this website because it breaks down all these Bible verses. It says, a runner cannot look back and still focus on the goal ahead. The two ideas are mutually exclusive. A runner's goal is to focus on the next step toward his or her goal. Paul's spiritual life is the same. He will not look back to past steps, but focus on improving each step in his race until reaching the goal of being with Christ. Christians can learn from the past, but we are not bound to the things we have done. Instead of being chained by our past mistakes, we can move forward knowing that we carry Christ's forgiveness. A person cannot move ahead if their thoughts and visions are focused on the past. Paul has a clear goal, being in heaven with the Lord. He looks forward to the ultimate reward for his faithful service. We keep looking back to the past. That's where we're going to stay. We keep looking back at our failures. That's where we're going to stay. We keep thinking that we're not good enough. That's where we're going to stay. When you practice positive outlooks of, no, I can keep going. I can keep moving. That's how you get to 26 episodes. That's how you get to, you know, 
making the varsity team if you felt like you were going to be a failure. That's how you get to apply for the job you didn't think you were good for. That's how you get for applying to the promotion, talking to yourself positive, like you too can do these things. You have the strength. You have the ability. You have this God-given skill to go after what it is. So if you sitting at home and you procrastinating, let this be your message to get up and do what God has called you to do. You don't need to wait anymore. Stop worrying about what happens if. You should be concerned with if you never do it. Because then the story is, well, you could have, but this, that, and the third. And then the worst thing that can happen is that you'll be sitting and watching somebody who was, you had the dream, but they went out and lived it. And now they're excelling to great things because they stepped out on faith. Think about walking on water. Jesus did that. And then he calls Peter out on the water, which I hope that's right. And Peter starts walking, right? But then the minute he took his eyes off, he sank. What happens when we take our eyes off of what it is that God wants us to do? We fall. But when we stay focused, you see what I'm saying? And sometimes when we fall, we don't even give ourselves credit for the fact that we've made progress. What about the two or three steps that they took? That's something you got to think about. Now I got to look it up just to make sure that that's right. Because if I said it wrong, I can't go back and uh, edit it. So, you know, that would be, <laughs> that'd be a little rough. Beautiful thing about having uh, Google, because you look it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so look, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Peter got out the boat, walked on water, and came toward Jesus. He focused on God. He focused on Jesus Christ, and he was able to move forward in his position. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus reached out his hand and called him and said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Ooh, so you believe you took the steps, but then you saw the distraction and you took your eyes off of God. How many times have we done that? How many times have we done that? It's been interesting, right? How many times have you worried about what happens next in your future? Or wondering what if? How many times have we stopped ourselves short of pursuing something that was so great? But we were just afraid of the outcome because we didn't know what people would, would think about us or how we feel, you know? We got to keep living, man. We don't know how much time we got. In fact, I was watching this sermon yesterday. Um, Pastor Ari Vernon from the Word Church. And he was calling people up to the altar. They had the doors of the church open. And this guy comes up there. And, uh, and there were a lot of people that walked up, which was awesome. But this particular man walked up and whispered into Pastor's ear. And so he turns to the crowd and he was like, I just want everybody to know. He just whispered to us that he has brain cancer. And he's not sure how much time he has left. He just knows he doesn't want to die yet. And I think that's a lot of us. We, we we don't know how much time we got, so we worry about it, right? So he he starts praying for him, praying over his life. Church starts praying for him, which is beautiful. And then he had this moment, the pastor had this moment where he stepped back and he said, as we were praying, God told me to tell you this. Don't worry about dying. Worry about living. 
Don't worry about dying. Worry about living. Go out and be a blessing toward others. Read your word. Stay faithful to others. Call people you haven't talked to in a while. Um, you know, help others in need. Be a blessing toward others. We so worried about the end times that we don't even enjoy where we are, being in the moment, being happy with what we have. That's a distraction. We don't know. We we know we're on borrowed time on earth, but what are you going to do with that time? Tabitha Brown said it best. You've got your birth date and your end date, but the most important piece about that is what you do with the dash in the middle. So what are you doing with your time? Are you procrastinating? Or are you making progress? Are you facing distractions? Are you allowing people to distract you from what it is that you called to do and you know what it is and it's on your heart and it's on your mind and you've been praying for it and you've been saying, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you don't. Here's my, here's my point to you. You don't know when it's time. So why not start now? Why not go after what it is that you've been pursuing? You've been praying on it. You've been wanting to do it. What you waiting on? Let the fear fuel you. All right? You want to doubt? Don't doubt. Have faith. Realize that as long as you try and you put forth your best effort, God will show you exactly where you need to go. All you have to do is take the first step. Don't be afraid to get out the boat. Because that's what he wants you to do. All right? Don't be distracted. Be encouraged. It's your time to shine. So go get it. Okay? All right. Episode 26 in the books, man. I'm really happy that I got that verse right, too, because I thought I messed that up. As you can tell, I'm still learning my word, too. So hope you are as well. Anyway, as always, feel free to hit us up. Instagram, TikTok, Overthinking Thoughts Pod. Once again, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, also on YouTube. Um, just going to keep trying to put this out there. And just keep trying to encourage y'all, man. Go after what it is that is meant for you. Trust God. Keep praying to God and know that through all things, you can do everything through Christ who gives you strength. Okay? Because he means it and he wants you to do well. And you just might be the person that needs to spark the idea or use the gift that's going to get us to where we need to be next. So we waiting on you. And as always, if you need to remember this, just know I believe in you. Go believe in yourself. It's Overthinking Thoughts Pod. I'm Ed. We out. These thoughts have been my head. Things I never did. I took some L's, but I'm still here. I got these thoughts up in my head I toss and turn about some things I never said I got regrets about some things I never did I took some risks and took some L's But I'm still here And I know And I know And I know